The Rotang Tunnel, now named the Atoll Tunnel, is a highway tunnel located in the Pir Panjal region of the Himalayas in northern India. It was slated to open to traffic this month, but, and this is not uncommon in the tunneling industry, it's a little bit behind schedule. The tunnel, which began construction in 2010, will be one of the longest road tunnels in India when it opens in the autumn, and will cut 46 kilometres off the journey from Manali to Kailong, near the Indo-Tibetan border. The 8.8 kilometre long tunnel has been enormously challenging to build. Located in the Himalayan mountain range at an elevation of 3.1 kilometres, the tunnel cuts nearly 1,000 metres below the Rotang Pass. Heavy snowfall in winter months has made access to the remote tunnel perilous. The north portal is inaccessible in the height of winter and work could only progress from the southern portal. The heavy snow brings with it risk of avalanches. The crew excavating the tunnel was struck by nearly 50 avalanches during construction. The men and women building the tunnel were at the mercy of the elements. Risks of flood, rock falls and avalanches made the site dangerous year round. In the worst disaster to afflict the site, a cloud burst and flash flood on the 8th of August 2003 killed 42 labourers who were building the temporary access road. But this project is one of many the Indian government is undertaking to connect the remote and detached settlements of northern India. And in turn, these projects are part of a portfolio of work that is unmatched almost anywhere else in the world. From power generation to transportation and sanitation, India is building tunnels at an unprecedented rate. Fueled by thriving economic growth and a burgeoning middle class, underground construction is all the fashion amongst India's infrastructure clients. Hello and welcome to the Tunneling Podcast. I'm John Young. And I'm Rian Owen. In this episode, we are taking a dive into the Indian tunneling market to understand what is driving the growth in tunneling, to see what opportunities exist for tunnelers and hear how young Indian engineers are being drawn into a career underground. In a world before COVID-19, if we wanted to do a country report, the first thing we would have done is booked a cheap flight and a budget hotel and gone out to meet the locals. As it stands, we have Skype and we have Sandeep Nirmal. Hi, John. Thank you for having me here at the podcast today. Sandeep is chair of the Tunneling Association of India's Young Members Committee. We wanted to chat to a young tunneler to get a sense of how tunneling has captivated the country and how the flurry of new projects is inspiring a generation of tunnelers. Well, the generation I belong to has seen lots of changes, majorly because India has gone through a rapid economic and industrial growth. So what we have seen uh, in last 20 to 30 years is that People moving from primary activities to secondary and tertiary activities. Over the past few decades, there has been a shift in India's economy away from agriculture and towards manufacturing and service industries. These secondary and tertiary sectors are necessary to support the onward development of the country as it creates a new middle class. This has brought movement of people from villages and small towns to big cities, resulting in a rapid urbanization. So we have seen a rise in use of technology, rise in industrial growth, economic growth, 
manufacturing output and service sectors taking a lead which which has also resulted into quick construction of metros and fast transportation systems Developing economies around the world are facing similar transitions and with urbanization comes the need for mass transit systems. However, India with a population of 1.4 billion people is seeing this change on a whole different scale. Rapid urbanization and uh, rapid growth has put pressure on the infrastructure sector to provide means of transports which are faster and more efficient we can see an example of delhi metro rail corporation to understand how the confidence of clients uh, has shifted in infrastructure so when phase 1 of delhi metro was being proposed it seemed uh, like a fairy tale to have such an efficient transportation system in such a busy city government has it issued some funds and public was excited but most of the work that uh, was proposed was either elevated or by uh, using cut and cover methods to do the underground work once the phase 1 of delhi metro was successful and clients and governments got confidence from the output of the infrastructure project we have created the phase 2 was made even more ambitious and clients were more confident to go to bold methods of tunneling and uh, having minimum disruptions over ground the concept for the delhi metro mass transit system was first conceived in the late 1960s but it was 25 years before the delhi metro rail corporation was created and only in 1998 did work begin on phase 1 at the time it was almost impossible to cross the city the population of delhi had exploded from just over 3 million in the late 1960s to 14 million by 1998 It now stands at 30 million people and is projected to break 40 million by 2031. Neither Delhi nor the rest of India has much experience in metro tunnels in the 90s. And so there was not a great public or client confidence in tunneling under the city. And with much of the population still working class and poor, there was not much resistance to the massive disruption caused by above ground construction and cut and cover tunnels of phase 1. Phase 2 bought in tunnel boring machines and NATM construction methods to to bring in the new technologies and updated skills into the project and then we moved on to phase 3 nearly 10 years back and phase 3 made it clear that bored tunneling was the way to go ahead it was required to reduce the cut and cover construction methods to minimum because rapid urbanization has also put lot of pressures on the use of land as a resource and the value of land was also rising so clients were even more motivated to go underground with bored technologies and now we can see in many cities across india we are going for bored tunneling methods wherever necessary without uh, giving it a second thought 
There are now 13 cities with metro systems in India, many of which are under continued growth. And 21 cities have their metros approved and under construction or at the feasibility stage. This experience in metro construction has led to a newfound confidence in tunnelling throughout the country. This shift of uh, preferring tunnelling for uh, efficiently utilising the land as a resource was seen not only in urban areas, but also seen simultaneously in tunnels being done for remote locations. So the highway tunnels and the railway tunnels that are being proposed uh, now are preferred instead of going for longer routes in hilly regions to save time, to save fuel, and to provide all-weather connectivity to the remote locations located in Himalayas. The scale of the tunnelling work being carried out in India right now is monumentous and the work on the drawing board even more so. The scale of uh, tunnelling works that India is going to take up is huge. This can be felt by the uh, fact that India have 1,500 number of tunnels, out of which 900 numbers are operational and 600 number of tunnels are under construction. 60% of these tunnels are in hydropower sector and 40% of them are for transportation and for uh, nuclear use as well. By year 2030, uh, tunneling in India will require an investment of 58 billion US dollars as per one of the estimates. And that is a huge investment into tunneling sector in coming years. 58 billion US dollars earmarked for tunnel construction over the next decade and some 600 tunnels already in construction. The scale of India's tunneling work is hard to comprehend. The biggest contributor uh, at present is hydropower projects. So we have projects in India, projects in Nepal, project projects in Bhutan to, to generate electricity. And 60% of the tunneling that we are doing is from hydropower. Although urban tunneling and tunneling in transportation systems like railways and roadways have picked up in in last 20 years and uh, we have uh, more than 15 cities where we are constructing metros the construction projects are in various stages for these locations apart from them we have railways and highway projects in northern part of india that is in himalayas and in southern part of india that is eastern and western ghats so we are working right now on one of the railway projects in southern India and the purpose of this project is to assist the industrial growth by transportation of minerals and coal. There is another important project that we are working on. It's to propose tunnels for providing all-weather connectivity to Ladakh. So the purpose of this project is to infuse economic growth to the remote locations of Himalayas and to provide strategic transportation network to defense as well.
This steady and reliable workflow is creating opportunities for overseas tunnelers and is driving a domestic interest in becoming a tunneling professional. For the first time, India now has a postgraduate tunneling course. In my opinion, we need more tunneling professionals in India to take up the work which we have in hand and which are coming up in future. So we need to work on both quantity as well as quality of engineers. At present, the tunneling projects of India employ people from India and from outside India as well to create a skilled team to run the projects. When I see into the future, I see number of tunneling professionals to increase to feed the demand that tunneling is going to generate. Even then, we will be experiencing uh, teams with both national as well as international skills. But India being such a huge country and such huge investments which are planned into this tractor will require more professionals to be prepared within the country to take up the tasks of uh, national as well as the global market. India has a well-established education system, but uptake varies between urban and rural centres. More than 90% complete primary education and literacy rate is beyond 70%. However, secondary and especially tertiary education is more the privilege of the growing middle class. For young professionals who want to study tunneling as a subject, it's advisable to do an undergraduate degree in one of the uh, related courses like civil engineering, geology or mechanical engineering. Then go for a master's degree specialized in tunneling. Uh, There are various countries and various universities across the world who do fantastic master's courses which are specialized in tunneling. Now we have one of one of such courses in India as well, which is in Pune. So I did my master's from University of Warwick in UK. And uh, at that time, there was no university in India which was teaching tunneling as a specialized course. After my undergrads, I explored this course when I was working in Delhi Metro Rail Corporation. And I saw huge potential. Uh, of tunneling in India and wanted to study it as a specialized subject. So I went to uh, UK. I was supported by ITA scholarship and finance was the biggest challenge for me as it is for uh, most of the people from India who belong to middle class as uh, India is still a developing economy and the academics outside India, especially is in Europe and America, is quite expensive. According to Sandeep, raising funds for education is the greatest challenge for Indian engineers wanting to enter the tunneling industry. Sandeep was supported by an international tunneling association grant, his own savings and money his family raised for him. So at the time when I was applying, uh, there were three universities across the globe uh, which which were supported by ITA uh, to do specialized course in tunneling. 
I went through the details of the courses and I found that uh, the one run by Warwick had a good overview of of everything that we do in tunneling. The Warwick course is a popular choice for international students because it does not focus purely on the local geologies and preferred techniques, but it also covers a large range of tunneling skills, from soft ground tunneling to hard ground tunneling with TBMs and spray concrete lining. It delivers exposure to a broad mix of tunneling challenges and prepares students well for a nomadic tunneling career. And to my advantage, it turned out that more than 30% of the lectures are delivered by the industry experts, uh, which gave an exposure to good practical experience from the industry along with the theoretical knowledge that we gained through the uh, university curriculum. And I was mentored by Dr. Benva Jones and Dr. Alan Bloodworth. This engagement further continued with BTS and BTS provided me with immense opportunities to network with fantastic people and to learn about amazing projects that were happening in UK. Sandeep's time with the British Tunneling Society had a profound impact on his career and returning from the UK, he quickly became an active member of the Tunneling Association of India, where he would create the TAI Young Members Committee. When I came back from UK, I got engaged with Tunneling Association of India and set up Tunneling Association of India Young Members, which gave me an opportunity to uh, meet with amazing people in India who were inspired and motivated, who helped me to set up the Young Members Group. Later on, when the specialized master's course started in Pune, I met uh, students and got engaged with them to mentor them to do their thesis and to share the practical experiences from the industry with them. Later on, uh, I got involved with ITA YM Steering Board as well, which gave me an opportunity to further develop my skills from a global perspective and to take what I was doing on a national level and to to take it global and contribute by bit with, with what I could do for global tunneling uh, industry. I think all these engagements and all these associations provides us with a platform to come together, to share our experiences and to learn from our successes and failures. And it is a very important part of our professional life to become a successful professional. The TAI Young Members Group now has more than 100 tunnelers in their ranks across the length and breadth of India. Together, they share technical support, career mentoring, and they offer support to tunnelers and companies outside of India wanting to make the most of the tunnelling boom being seen in the country. Sandeep's passion for tunnelling and his belief in India as a great tunnelling nation is infectious and still early in his career he has helped improve the connectivity of Indian tunnellers. But India is not going to be able to satisfy its demand for tunnels on its own. It is going to need the support and skills of the international tunnelling community. India has huge 
investments planned into the tunneling industry and definitely large amount of work is going to be done and surely there will be a large uh, set of skill large skill base will be generated in india but i think that the future holds opportunities for a global development i think even now india in indian tunneling projects include various type of global expertise coming together to make a project possible and even in future we will see expertise coming together from various countries and keeping up with the uh, demands of tunneling industry and similarly maybe expertise from india would be involved in projects outside india as well so i think i think it's it's uh, it's an opportunity for india to generate a good knowledge base prepare more uh, expertise and and good professionals uh, who can take up the future challenges if you would like to learn more about the opportunities to work in india links to the tunneling association of india can be found in the show notes along with links to the tai young members group the warwick university course and the bts and ita young members groups this episode was produced and mixed by me john young and hosted with rino thanks this week to sandeep nirmal to divik bandopadhyay of the british tunneling society Script supervision this week was from Alex Conacher, series supervision is from Martin Nowak, and the executive producer is Rory Harris. <laughs>